from the historic river market in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast. The apocalypse just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. Dandelion can be stewed with wild mustard and wild garlic for a very tasty stew. You could even introduce our old friend the hickory nut for a bit of smoky flavor. As much fun as an electric can opener to the scrotum, two douchebags in a microphone. And now it's time for the Daily Douchebag Pledge. Two douchebags and a microphone pledge. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to download every show. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to grab family members' phones and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to go to public computers and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to laugh at all the unfunny jokes. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, Hereby promise to lie to all my friends and tell them how good the show is. And finally, I, Joe, or Jane Listener, promise to visit Montrose, Missouri to take advantage of the power plant, campgrounds, and junkyard all within its quarter-mile radius. Now it's time for pickup lines from a loser. Are you a banana? You look appealing. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. If you ran like you ran your mouth, you would be in terrific shape. All those who believe in psychokinesis, raise my hand. That needs to happen. All those who believe in psychokinesis, raise my hand. That needs to happen. Everybody, this is two douchebags and microphone on the mark part of it, and I am Rob. All right, well, Rob, um, we're going to get to the Harry Asshole Olympics in a little bit, but uh, first yeah. I got a couple of stories, and Rob probably has something he wants wants to get to also. Um, first, so you'll just have to sit tight and find out who uh, wins this round of the Harry Asshole Olympics, and the Harry Asshole Olympics is simply this. We rate who we think of a popular person who would have a hairier asshole. The person that we both vote, and uh, Topher has a, he has a deciding vote. So if we both are like kind of in a, in a in a deadlock and can't figure it out, we send it to Topher, and Topher sends it back and says, "Hey, so and so should win." So that's how uh, that is done, and so that's coming up though. So, but first, you know that. Uh, Gen Z's habits are uh, quickly bringing them into debt, and many are uh, pledging to cut back on drinking to reach their financial goals. 
See, I didn't think drinking was a big thing with Gen Zs because they they have all these mocktails and stuff, right? That they love. Yeah, I I I wouldn't take their drinking with. No, I, no. I, I wouldn't either because uh, you know they have these uh, fancy mocktails that they call them that don't have any. Yeah. And also another thing that's coming in popular is the zero beers, the beers with no alcohol or calories in them, or barely any calories in them. You see, that's why I thought Gen Zers would wouldn't uh, be susceptible to being alcoholics was because they these uh, these uh, no alcohol beers and these mocktails are all the rage. So what do they do? They drink a couple of them and then go to some drinks, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but anyhow. I don't know. All right. Together, 27% of all drinkers and 45% of Gen Z drinkers said alcohol had negatively impacted their finances. And uh, I think me and Rob back in the day could attest to that. That, yes, alcohol does negatively uh, impact your finances. Uh, well, part of this uh, overspending on alcohol can be associated with the common mistakes that any generation faces in their youth. There's also some real economic reasons leading Gen Z into a path of debt for their drinking. It's a big, big deal, Lending Tree Chief Credit Analyst uh, Matt Schultz told Newsweek. They likely don't have the financial wiggle room in their budgets that their older counterparts might have. They haven't yet reached their prime earning years and they're taking home less money and probably don't have saving cushions like others might have. I don't think anyone has savings cushions anymore with prices of every fucking thing. Uh, yeah. Garrick, uh, I don't. Garrett Vermiller, a 26-year-old living in New York City, is one of Gen Zers who has uh, seen the hard hit on his bank account after a night of drinking. He said at one time he easily spent over $100 on bottles for just one night. I think the reason this is so... Co well, here... Okay, Rob, you see what's wrong with that? $100 on bottles? We knew how to thrift shop. We got Night Train. We got Natty Light. We got we got the Rock Boom Farm. Oh, but... Okay, but did, did you say it went to a bar? Um, it said bottles. Or yeah, did he yeah. just buy bottles? He just bought... He said at one time... Damn. Here's, here's how it's worded. Okay, he said it hit on his bank account after a night of drinking. He said at one time he easily spent over $100 on bottles for just one night. So. Damn. Okay, that sounded okay, to me like... Okay, well, okay, somewhere. that could have been anything. Yes. So, if All he's right. at a bar, $100 isn't anything. I understand that. But he, he's not at a bar... He doesn't know how to thrifty drink like we did, and we could give him some pointers, right? After right. after the first three, you don't care what the taste is. So, my suggestion... I just, I just did a report just here all back about cheap whiskey. Yeah, yeah, it's simple. Or bourbon. No, it was bourbon, not whiskey. It was, it was bourbon. bourbon. Well, yeah, close enough. So, okay, yeah. uh, to uh, this gentleman here, Garrett Bamiller the 26-year-old living in New York City, here is my suggestion. You buy three really nice drinks up ahead and then rock gut from there on. You uh, you get hammered on the three really nice drinks up ahead and then you don't care what they taste like after the three. That's the secret. So you don't know... Oh, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Okay, I think the reason it is so common is that alcohol is so ingrained into socializing 
especially when you're young, but Miller told Newsweek, I'm lucky that I've had to deal with the repercussions short-term as a side effect of social outings. But for those that go out often, I can imagine how much it damages them financially. While, while going out and paying for it has always been a common activity for the young, but Miller thinks Gen Z might have it especially bad. I also think it's instructively tied to specific struggles that this generation has to face it. Others before didn't, but Miller said. Alcohol and alcohol culture has always been around, but before overindulgent didn't hit as hard as it does now. So, Rob, did you have anything you want to go into on that? Is there something that... Well, well no, I caught your thought. You I didn't hear it at the beginning of it. Okay. You, you mentioned it was in New York. Well, that's... Yeah. Rob, that's a great okay, point. Okay, look, look, look at the price difference between New York and here in Missouri. Uh, yeah. Uh, what them what them bottles would cost. It's that's, going to be higher there. That's a great point. That is a great point right there. Well, Miller, move out of New York, you might be able to uh, afford more alcohol. So, I don't know what else. That may have been Boone's Farm. That may have been Boone's Farm, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, uh, Rob, I, I, I think you hit the nail right on the head there, so, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I still understand. I mean, dude, I, 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 back in the 90s, I spent over $100 quite a few nights. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I have too. Uh-huh. Um, I remember a but couple. That was back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and especially like if you were taking the girl out in particular and trying to impress them a little bit. You, you know what I mean? It was easily to run into a couple hundreds just like that. Easily. Oh, no. I, I just run into my buddies at the bar. Oh, okay. Well, that too. That too. But what really yeah. hit my bank account a lot was trying to impress ladies. Um, so, right. Yeah, go ahead. Get whatever you want. Really, you're thinking, oh, fuck. I shouldn't have said that. No, I, I still that. did that too. Yeah, yeah. I made decent money then. Yeah. Yep. Well, I did too, but it still runs into quite a bit of money. And the next day, you're yeah. like looking through your bank account going, shit, what did I do? Oh, my God. Then we ordered this. Oh, shit. I don't even remember ordering that. I don't even like calamari. Uh, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> so, so, anyhow. Um, yeah, well, Gen Zers, I don't know, man. It's a tough life, isn't it? Yeah. Um, anyhow, you got something you want to uh, go into, Rob? Yeah, I got a little side one here. All right. Something that uh, I ran across today. It was posted one day ago on Celebrities. Okay. Um, Porky star Tony Ganos has died. He was 64. Which one was he? Well, I'm going to go into that. Sorry. Sorry. According to TMZ, the actor had been admitted to a New York hospital over the weekend and it was discovered that he had had severe spinal cord infection. Ganos was taken into surgery on Saturday but died on Sunday after suffering a heart attack. Ganos was an actor during the 70s and 80s. His first film role was in director Philip Kaufman's The Wanderers in 1979. However, he was most famous for his role as Anthony Meat 
Aquello. Oh, okay. The Porky's franchise. Oh. Meat died, man. Meat died, damn it. Meat died. Oh, what a sad world. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't know if our listeners are old enough, but uh, um, we definitely remember the Porky's movies. Well, it's like we always say. And what we, we say, Rob? Meat. If you don't know what it is, Google it. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> Just like um, I'm sure someone's going to call bullshit on us here on some story that we spoke of. So, and yeah, maybe we'll last see. podcast, maybe this one. Who knows? Um, anyhow, yeah, we'll see. Um, well, I've got a story of uh, Wendy's giving away free hamburgers here. So I think we're all, uh, oh, cool. all on board with that. Yeah. Then after that, maybe we can take us a little break and go into the Harry Asshole Olympics. Um, Rob, you've been keeping track of it, so this is the second round um, in the second battle royale, I guess, in the second round. Uh, or what would you call it? This, this is our fourth round. See, our, Rob knows this. Fourth season. Fourth we'll season. Okay. And this is our second battle. Our second battle we in our took season. Ten piece and one band. The band, my band, Three Dog Night, moves on. Mm-hmm. And we each have five apiece. Yep. Somehow we end up with five apiece. That's good. I, I like That's it. Good. good, evenly matched. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Kind of like the Super Bowl, good evenly matched teams. So, uh, you know, yeah. may, maybe it's like one of these deals. Maybe it'll, it will go into double overtime for the win. Whoever wins this hairy asshole battle, right? Right. We'll see. Right. Well, let's get into free hamburgers since we're talking about hairy assholes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you got to have something for them burgers to come out of. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy is serving up a little nostalgia and a lot of free cheeseburgers. We were orders this week to mark the 40th anniversary of their now iconic Where's the Beef ad. And once again, what do we say, Rob? If you don't know what we're talking about, Google it. Look it up. And here's what it is. I'll tell you in a nutshell if you are of the youngster variety or maybe even not so young. This commercial was a long time ago. It was a oh, woman. Oh, God. I love her. Everybody fell in love with her. Yeah, she's the where's the beef chick. She was older lady, what, probably in her seventies maybe? Yeah, I yeah, I would guess seventies. Old white hair, uh, and yeah. uh, glasses, granny glasses. And she was at like a McDonald's like establishment and they bring her out a burger and she looks at it and she goes, Where's the beef? Well, where's the beef? And that was a big catchphrase that Wendy used for years is they had square hamburgers that were big and uh, that came outside of the bun to where the McDonald's and then even at that point even Burger King's uh, burgers were getting smaller and smaller and and Hardee's and all the other ones that were big at the time Uh, you know it was like becoming a trend the shrinkflation thing even back then for hamburgers so Wendy's came out with this old lady that said where's the beef and uh, we and came out with a bigger burger and Dave Thomas the uh, um, the inventor of Wendy's, he named it after his granddaughter. He used to do a lot of the commercials too, and he was great in it. He was just this old kind of plump grandfather 
that told you about, you know, hey, quality is our recipe and we love you. And it was really a great ad campaign and it really went well. And it brought that, it brought Wendy's from like way down into what, number three, I think. I think it's time it was McDonald's, Burger King, and Wendy's. Now I think it might be McDonald's, Subways, and Wendy's, or McDonald's, Wendy's, and Burger King. I don't know, something like that. So, um, anyhow, uh, where's the beef at? The first, uh, the, okay, the fast food chain is offering customers the answer that question might give away free beef. Folks can pick up a free cheeseburger with any purchase at participating Wendy's restaurants. The only catch is that hungry customers have to use the company's app to order. So grab your phone, pull up the app, and get yourself some fries or a classic vanilla Frosty and pick up a Dave's single cheeseburger for free. So um, I, I think we could all probably do that. Don't you think we could do that, Rob? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You see, it's really cool because um, a lot of these places, fast food places, they want you to have their app because the app is so easy to order on and they, they know eventually you're going to order more food. So they offer free food to get you to get on their app and start using it regularly. So I say, um, I say get as much free food as you can and then take the app off of your phone, right? Yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. definitely. Alrighty, let's take our first break, and we're going to come back with the Harry Asshole Olympics Season 4, Part 2. Is that correct, Rob? Sounds good. Alright, we'll talk to you guys in a minute. All aware of the Amber Alert, right? Well, get rid of your disinfectants and rubber bedspreads, kids. It's the all-new Amber Herd Alert System. This fantastic early warning device helps one stay dry and rid of all those annoying mattress invoices. Simply hook up to child under six or psychopath and wait for the running water sound. This clever machine has three distinct settings, Babbling Brook, Ocean Waves, and Roaring River for those close calls. Order today and get a free Cinnabon Renewsit cartridge. Now, from the makers of the Who Bit My Asshole board game comes the Rob Rad Jigsaw Puzzle. That's right, put Rob back together. This brilliant glossy photo of Rob wearing a loincloth in a rainforest is the perfect stocking stuffer. Order now and get a free butt plug keychain. Oh Lord, that man just sawed a puppy in half. Hey there, don't worry, I have a clown nose. That drunk guy just hit my child! It is okay. I have a clown nose. Clown nose! Just put one on and you can do anything. Wanna run for office? Murder people in public? Just grab a clown nose and bam! Everyone laughs! Clown noses are sold at gag stores online and pedophile conventions. Grab one today and make magic happen. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. <laughs> Let's see, if a worm could talk, would it be argumentative? <laughs> I may never know. Next up, things overheard in hell. Great news, William Hung's world tour has been extended. The apocalypse just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. Well, we can tell you what you can eat. 
Wild asparagus is plentiful and easy to find. It can be stewed with garlic and onion, which is both wild, which can be easily found, in a very tasty post-apocalypse food. You can make this into a delicious stew, and this will hold you over at least for a couple of days until you can find some other food. Somewhere in the heavens, your great Grammy Gertrude is crying because her little Bebo is listening to this film. If you enjoy two douchebags and a microphone, you'll definitely enjoy a shovel to the head. Live from the historic river market in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's two douchebags and a microphone podcast. back to douchebags and microphone on mark and i'm rob all right rob you have the list so if you would like to uh break out some contestants we should go from there well actually since we're five and five okay hmm. how about if i just i i wrote them out the way we had them Last time we did them, mm-hmm. yours and mine. I like that. Got I have them separated. Okay. I'll take your first one, put it against my first one, your second one, my second, and we'll do it that way. Fair enough? Fair enough. I can already see the first one is probably going to have to go to token. All right. What is it? Hey. Pig pen versus Bullwinkle. Oh. Let's try to talk it out before we send it to Topher. Yeah, yeah, can... yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Bullwinkle. a moose, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Pig pen is the dirtiest thing ever. I mean, he just got. I mean, so I guess there's really no actual proof that Pig pen is hairy. He's just got a lot of dirt on him. So, in all honesty, probably Bullwinkle should win that. That's what I looked at. That's why I brought him in, dude. He's a moose. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got shits a in the, I got, shits I, in the I got a guy for him that I'm gonna break out. I'm gonna break out my wild card next one around, and I'm gonna get Bullwinkle with my guy. <laughs> I've already, he's been waiting in the shadows long enough. He is just dying to get out and win some. So, that will be next one. All right. Hey. You're the loot trading guy. <laughs> He's my pride and joy. <laughs> versus my Burt Reynolds. Okay, um, the loot trading guy is the guy on the Duluth trading commercials, the cartoon guy, the sketch guy. It's like Harry in his underwear keeps like, you know, uh, compressing yeah. him and making him not be able yeah. to. Yeah. So that's the guy that we're talking Cartoon about. Cartoon character. Yes. Yep. 
He's more, he's kind of like sketch art kind of cartoon character. So anyhow, so you guys know what I'm talking about against Burt Reynolds. I'm partial to my guy, Rob. I'm sorry. I, I think that the Duluth trading guy is solid. Rest in peace, Burt. Burt, thank you. Thank you for uh, contributing. You may go back to your eternal slumber. I hope you have a great sleep. Alrighty, next up. Oh, damn, this is going to be a hard one. Uh-oh. Now, actually, I'm going to take number or this number three, and I'm going to make it number five. Okay. I'm going to save it for last. I trust your judgment, Rob. Okay, next up, we have Chris Stapleton versus Denver Pyle. Uncle Jesse. Uncle Jesse off of uh, Dukes of Hazard, And what do we always say, Rob? If you don't know who he is, Google it. Look, Look it up. him up. Look him up. Um, okay. I'm going to go with Chris Stapleton because he's much younger. I think that when you get older, like Tucker Dad. mentioned before... Do I? That's where I was going. Yeah. That's where I was going to go. I agree. Yeah. So, Chris Stapleton. We love Uncle Jesse. And, Uncle Jesse, thank you for partaking in our... Uh, and the only here. reason why you came in is, you know, I, I love that show. Okay. Well, I think we all love that show. I to watch reruns. Hey, boy, you can't find reruns, though. Yeah, I, I know. I, I don't anyway, know. we're not going there. That um, gets political. Oh, is that why the shows aren't showing? I didn't know. Oh, I, I think. Uh, it had something to do with the General Lee and the Confederate flag. and yeah. Catherine and Bach overrode everything in those Daisy Dukes. I'll tell you what. Let me look. Let me do, do some research. And I think I'm thinking that's what it had to do with. And a lot since they did away with the Confederate flag, they're trying to do away with it. Oh, and they the General Lee the show had, uh, on pretty much every TV station. Wow. Well, you can get it on demand. You can get it on demand if you want, and any streaming service should have it in there. But you mm -hmm. know, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. You know what? I'll look it up. I have three or four streaming services. I, mean, you have I, know, Paramount, I, I know you can get the movies. I don't know about the original shows though. You might even try YouTube. You might even try YouTube. You know what? You... Give me something to do. Yeah. I'll bet you anything anyway. you can find the shows if you really want to. So, okay. So, Chris Stapleton gets it. Um, yep. Denver Pyle, thank okay. you. Uh, thank you for contributing to our show. You may go back to your eternal sleep. We appreciate it very much. Okay. Next up. David Letterman, after his show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not before, after. Not before, after the show. I made note of that. <laughs> That's good. Versus Mark Ruffalo. Wow. This one I'm having trouble with because I like both candidates. They're very solid. Um, that might go to Topher. Oh, you got a read on this? You got a feeling? I, 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 I'm edging towards David. Okay. The only thing that gets I'm me edgy. is... I'm edging. Mean, well, how old is Mark Ruffalo? I don't know. Probably his 40s, maybe 50. 
and Dave Letterman's in his 70s. So look what he did with Die Hard that quick. Ah, uh, that's true. Okay. After the okay. Show, it come out quick. You're right. He obviously has a lot of hair to work with. So I'm going to say, and also he's a scruffy old man now. He don't give a shit. You're right. David Letterman it is. And is this the one coming up that's tough? Yeah. Okay, I can't wait. I love the way you said that. It's going to be a tough one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Your Don Stark from that 70s show. That would be Donna's which dad. Which Bob, which is Donna's dad. Versus my Zach Galifianakis. Okay, I did take a look at that last time and the pictures side by side, and I think Zach G takes it all the way. That guy's got hair in his nose, he's got hair in his ears, he's got hair on his fucking eyeballs. I, I, I think I'm gonna have to go with Zach G, man. I, he, uh, but I don't know. What do you think? I, I, yeah, I, I gotta agree, even though I love Don Stark. We can bring him, we can bring him back, remember, we have safe cards. Um, you can bring him back, or I will, someone will bring him back to the blue trading guy, I see him. as well, Don Stark is a good runner. He he is solid, and also he's just a funny, cool guy, too. So, yeah, okay, that sounds good with me, I mean, yeah, we can bring him back. So, all right, so. Okay, that brought us down. You three, me too. Okay. But you also have uh, the band like I'm happy thinking about my wild card. Okay. Do you want to introduce our wild cards right now? But not, no, no, not I don't have one yet. I'm going to come up with one, dude. Okay. I've got a wild card that I just cannot wait. I This is one I've had four seasons now that I keep... Wait a second. Wait a second. Nope. What? I'm not using a wild card. I'm going to use my save card. Okay. Oh, no. I'm bringing Mark Ruffalo back in. Alrighty. He he deserves it. Alright, cool. Alright. Well, while we're here, let me go ahead and introduce my wild card. Then it'll be even, right? No, we're even now. Oh, we're even now? Okay. Wild card will come next time, then. Okay. We'll both bring out our wild cards next time. Okay, that way we can pit them against each other. All right, sounds good to me. So we got to press... Actually, that would work out good, because we're three and three, it would come out weird. we yes. got to have four and four. All right, four and four. It, yes, and also you have the band right now, and that's Three Dog Night. Yeah, and Stanko and, and that's because that's because I took Chris Stapleton. other band winners, and then we'll eventually have a Hall of Fame. Yeah, and Chris Stapleton, I do not consider a band, so he's in the regular hunt, is what it is. Is because yeah no no he's individual yeah he's individual because he is an individual singer and player he's not in a band 
He's just Chris Stapleton. So he would go against them in case anyone's like, well, Chris Stapleton's into music. We don't consider him a band. We consider him a musician. Therefore, he gets regular treatment on the Harry Asshole Olympics. So, but while we're on bands, I got some interesting news here, Rob. You a big Beatles fan like I am? Uh, yeah, yeah. The older I get, the more I get into it. I mean, I've always liked the Beatles. The older I get, the more I get into it, yeah. The Beatles were responsible for some of the, to me, some of the life-changing songs, epic songs to me that I just thought were, you know, like Let It Be, um, Hey Jude. Oh, dude, yeah, that uh, Let It Be was over the top. I I have always thought that. I mean, even Sgt. Pepper. Um, and, yeah. And, I mean, they just, they evolved right in front of everybody's eyes. Of course, I wasn't there. I was too young. I didn't see them grow up. By the time I was starting to get older, they were already broke up. And one of the first things I remember when I was younger is John Lennon getting murdered out in front of his apartment in New York. Um, that was really, um, really crazy. I couldn't believe that that would happen. Um, so by the time I came along, you know, they were like hand-me-downs, you know, like people go, hey, yeah, the Beatles, man, they're fucking great. So, anyhow, I've been into the Beatles for quite a while now. Like I said, I didn't experience it, but I got them secondhand, and I still have a huge love for them, and a lot of their solo careers, too. Um, particularly, Paul McCartney's great, but he's not one of my favorite solos. To me, it was John right. Lennon and George Harrison had the two best solo careers were the best songs. To me. Yes. And then, yes, you know, other did. people can like Paul McCartney. That's fine. He's great. All that. So, but, okay. Um, this is out of New York. The Beatles are getting the big screen biopic treatment in not just one film, but a fab four of movies that will give each band member their own spotlight. All of which are going to be directed by Sam Mendes. Doesn't that sound great? Each one of them are going to have their own film and their own spotlight on because they were all such individual characters with their own personality and their own music and their own style. I think this is a perfect way to do it. So, for the first time, the Beatles, long among the stingiest rights granters, are given full life and music rights to a movie project. Sony Pictures announced Monday a deal that may dwarf all music biopics that have come before it. With the stories of Paul McCartney, John Lennon, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr spread out over a quartet of films. Student tracking. Oh, okay. You know what? This went into another one. And this is something that, uh, you know what? I was going to save this. Forget what I just said. I was going to save that article for later. I forgot to separate it from the West. Um, Okay. McCartney, uh, Starr, and the families of John Lennon and George Harrison have all signed off on the project through the band's Apple Core Limited, Sony Music Publishing controls the rights to the majority of the Beatles songs. I'm honored to be telling the story of the greatest rock band of all time and excited to challenge the notion of what constitutes a trip to the movies, Mendes said in a statement. He would be the perfect person to produce it anyhow. Each film will be from the perspective of a Beatle. And then what I was going to get into... Um, you got into it briefly the other day. The tracking of Taylor Swift's emissions. Yes. I have almost all of the information right here. But the article was right below the article I was reading. 
But when I printed it out, you know how sometimes they'll garble things and move them up? It's right here, but it isn't complete yet, so I'm not going to tell it yet. But all i got to say is, if I ever hear one word from her about anything about being green, I'm going to flip out. And I'm not I'm not a hater. I think uh, she's I think she's fine. But yeah. I, I think it's really well, hypocritical. Uh, let me do some looking here because I have an article about uh oh, go ahead. I, mean, no, I gotta do some look I have another I have, oh yeah, she's looking for legal action. I don't know how she can do that. Oh this I have is a few freedom. articles about it. Oh, we could just go into talking about it. Well, okay. There was this thing called the Freedom of Information Act, and I believe it was passed during the Bill Clinton era. Um, I believe that anything that can be public information such as that, you have legal rights to, and you also have legal rights to broadcast it and talk about it. So I don't know what kind of recourse she could have. Which, which gives us right to talk about it. Yeah, and all this is allegedly. We have not been there doing all of this. This is what we read, and if it's wrong, we're sorry, but we are two douchebags in a microphone. So, anyhow, go ahead. Go ahead, Rob. Okay, okay, right here, up, uh, CNN celebrities. Attorneys for Taylor Swift are threatening legal action against the Florida college student who tracks the private jets of celebrities and public figures, including Swift. Okay, um, and I had another story here where right after he did that, she sold one of her planes. Yes, to the Kansas City-based company, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, well, why why are you suing your plane or selling your plane and going to sue this dude? Exactly. This, yeah. Come I, on, you you've already been ranked. Dave, I've already done a segment about that. She was ranked well it's the last year or two for the highest emissions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, um, I like I said, I don't know what kind of legal recourse she can do, but I don't see how she could. I, I mean, I imagine, I, I imagine. Uh, I, I think. I, yeah, I don't know either. Okay, here's what normally happens, Rob, and you probably know this already, but okay. What what people that have that much money do if they want something stopped is is they quite frankly just sue you to death. They're never going to get right. anything from you, but they run you through the courts and run you through the courts and run you through the courts and make you pay for all this legal stuff, make you pay for all this legal stuff until you finally just cease to to exist on that level. You're just like, man, I can't because afford to do it. Because they have more money than yes. you do. Age-old tactic. Yeah. Happens all the time. So, um, anyhow, okay, uh, was there any more to that article or is that it? Oh, no, actually, I just covered, like, two different articles right there. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's something I've been meaning to bring up. It, you, you brought it up on a smaller scale on the last podcast. But, uh, yeah. 
anyhow, I, I got this. I got most of the stats, but there's some other stuff that I want to read, and I want to make sure yeah. they're correct before I get to them. Uh, anyhow, uh, that was that article that I almost read that was jumbled in the article I was reading about the Beatles. So anyhow, I think anyone that's a Beatles fan is probably pretty excited that they're coming out with four biopics that are going to be yeah. from the Beatles' perspective. I think that's fantastic. Great producer. Should be real treat for people like me that love them, and probably even Rob too, because I think Rob liked them enough to watch that, didn't you? Yes. Yes. Cool. All righty, let's uh, take our second break, and when we come back, I got some odd facts. Does that sound good? Oh, uh, we ain't had them in a while. I know, I know. A, so, matter, a matter of fact, I may join in with you. I have some saved oh, up. Oh, that sounds great. All right, odd facts well, from we'll, Mark and we'll Rob. We'll see what happens. Sounds good to me, Rob. All right, we'll be right back. No bat light here. These idiots just show up and hope for the best. Remember to bleach your Bluetooth after every show. Next up, things overheard in hell. Hurry up. Kim Jong-un is playing Santa at the mall again this year. Yay. Brick, Brick shit-ass energy, energy drink. drink. That's right. Brick, Brick shit-ass energy, energy drink. Make that a little girl. Chew off your balls. You want to fuck shit up? Please enjoy Brick Shithouse Energy Drink responsibly. It's not readily available anywhere because of liability issues. Two ass bags and a box of Cheez-Its will be right back. Hey fellas, remember to wipe away from the twins. Stay fresh ideas from the douchebags. back two douchebags and a microphone on mark and i am rob all right well like promised we got some odd facts and i guess rob's going to jump in too uh now the question is rob do you want to go first or you want me to go first go for it my friend it was your idea okay all right did you know that every day 20 banks are robbed and the average take is two thousand five hundred dollars no, I do not. Um, I find that surprising that the average take is only 2500 Because if you think about it, I mean, robbing a bank is a big fucking deal, right? That's You're talking about yeah. prison time. Um, why do you think it's only 2500 Do you think that by all the different systems, you know, oh, I got to go get in the vault, I got to push this, I got to push that, that people just don't have the fortitude to wait it out and they just run with the money they got from the till maybe? That very well could be. Well, with police response these days, a lot quicker than it used to be. Yeah, that's true. You have, probably have a very limited time to get whatever you can. So. Yeah, yeah, you ain't. Yeah, it's going to be a major standoff if you go for the vault. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, no, you're right. That's it right there. They made we're, it. We're not back in the Jesse James days. You're right. Uh, good point. All right. 
Did you know that there are more than 10 million bricks in the Empire State Building? Wow. Yeah, I know. The funny thing is, is I was up close in the Empire State Building. I almost went in it, but I didn't have enough time when I was up there working. And I didn't even notice there were bricks in it. <laughs> Interesting. I would not have thought it was a brick building at all. I wonder if it's all indoors, like it's all, I don't know. It. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. Um, did you know that the Pittsburgh Penguins made Mr. Rogers an honorary captain in 1991? Somehow I can see that. I think that's awesome. <laughs> no, I think it's awesome too, but yeah, yeah, somehow that too, yeah. I can tie that together. Yeah, that'd be cool. Alright. Did you know that peanuts are not nuts? They grow in the ground. So they are lagoons. 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 No, no, no. Hang on. What's that? I can't see that word. Lagoons. L-E-G-U-M-E-S. So I'll go over this I, again. I, I, I've heard that. I've heard that. Okay. I wonder how come they're always in the nuts section. Because they're called peanut. Yeah. And, and also, um, I no one would ever go to the legume section, would they? Nah. There you go. Alrighty. Next one. According to many astronauts, space does indeed have a smell. Many spacewalkers describe space as smelling like seared steak or hot metal. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know what. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Did you know that? Oh yeah, I got one too. Sea lions. I bother mentioning. Okay. Sea lions have the ability to move their bodies to the rhythm and to of an external beat. And I've actually seen this done. Because uh, when we're on our Alaskan cruise, we took a sea lion yeah. whale tour and they started playing music and the sea lions will flap and beat to it. It's great. They like dance. And they're very playful. I can see that. They're I very playful that. too. You would not know how playful they are. I know they show them on TV and all that stuff, but they're much more playful in person. And they screw with each other. Like one of them had their tail hanging over the side of the buoy. And another one came up and kept like nibbling on his tail and freaking the other one out. It, it was really cool. They're, they got a lot of personality. They're very cool. Um, do you know that three presidents, all founding fathers, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, and James Monroe, died on July 4th? Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. And I did not either. That is my uh, strange facts. So, Rob, we look okay, at you. Well, I, yeah, I got a few here for you. I, I didn't get a whole lot of them because sometimes I think we can go, you know, I, I, I think, you know what I mean, there's got to be a limit on it. You got some too, so I think we'll be just fine. Dude, I think I, I, think I got a whole show saved up. So, well, do as many anyway. as you see fit. I, I'm just going to do a few here. Okay. 
there are enough restaurants in New York City for one person to eat out every night for 54 years and never visit the same place twice. That's a lot of restaurants. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I could too. Did you know that sunflowers are not just pretty faces? They're often planted to help clean up contaminated soil. Sunflowers are known as, well, oh, I'm not even, you're going to have to look that one up, people. Okay. Phytometators, that's about as close as I get. Meaning they can absorb and accumulate heavy metals and toxins from the soil, effectively detoxing it. These cheerful flowers not only brighten up gardens, but also contribute to environmental cleanup efforts. Wow. Yeah, see, I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, there was a 2,000 year old seeds were discovered in 1963 inside an ancient jar in Israel they were planted in 2005 in a tree that had been extinct for over 1800 years sprouted okay yeah, that, actually, I find that pretty cool, dude. Uh, yeah, I do too. I love there. I love there. That's cool. I I would agree. Okay, and here's my final one. Okay. When Robert Ballard, professor of oceanography, announced a mission to find the Titanic, there was a cover story for a classified mission to search for lost nuclear submarines. Hmm. They finished before they were due back, uh -huh. so the team spent the extra time looking for the Titanic and actually found it. <laughs> really? Yep. Very cool. All right, good, Rob. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. I've got an interesting story here. Um, Rob, do you remember Deshaun Jackson? He played for the Chiefs briefly. He played for Andy Reid over yes. in Philadelphia. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yes. good uh, um, wide receiver, uh, somewhat of a running back, just a really good really good player. So um, Deshaun Jackson wants full custody of his kids, says ex Kayla Phillips is brainwashed. Deshaun Jackson has filed for sole custody of his sons, claiming his ex, Kayla Phillips, has abandoned their children. In documents obtained by The Blast, the formal NFL star alleges that Phillips only saw their kids twice in 2023. Adding to the complexity of the situation, Deshaun claims that Kayla had, has become a member of a religious group called The Most High and is dating a man with cult-like behavior. 
She appears to be brainwashed by the doctrine of the Most High, Jackson said, adding that he is living a carefree, she is living a carefree life that does not include the children. So he is, uh, he has filed for custody of them and to bring them back to Los Angeles, and I believe she is in Florida. So, oh, damn. Yeah, I know. Interesting stuff, huh? So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I feel bad for them. That sucks. You know, especially kids that, you know, their mom's not around. That sucks. So, I hope, I hope she uh, gets better, whatever the hell. I hope she starts becoming a part of her kid's life because they're going to need her. Yes, I do too. All right. Um, do you know that uh, men are using AI tools like chat, GPT, to improve their dating lives? Why not? <laughs> I, you said it perfectly. Why not? You got these tools here that will help you out. Hell yeah. As a result, men were found to feel more confident in their dating and conversation skills. I got a better idea. What's Get that? out and about. Meet real people. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that, but um, I guess... And this comes from a single person. <laughs> Rob, I would agree with you, though. If I was single, I would be out and about if I was looking. I'd be out and about looking. You know, I wouldn't be online trying to find somebody because, quite frankly, I don't think I trust anybody online, so... Yeah, uh, yeah, I've been there, done that, dude. Been there, done that. It, it sounds like shit to me. It just sounds like bullshit, but anyhow... I, I, I... Well, no, I have an ex-wife. You I'm met her online? online. Oh. oh, all right. There are yeah. exceptions. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Legally, mate. yeah, divorced, yeah. Oh, well. You gave it a try, right? Do what I had to. Okay, there you go. Online dating can be tough, but AI uh, might be making it a little bit easier, a new study suggests. Researchers at Attraction Truth an AI dating coach surveyed 1,371 men. I don't know why it's 1,371. It's an odd number to be, I don't know, surveying, but okay. Men across the sexuality spectrum to see if they're using AI to enhance their dating profiles. The most uh, popular app used by the group was Tinder, followed by Bumble and Hinge. The survey found that 20% of its respondents Roughly 274 men between the ages of 25 and 35 are using AI tools like OpenAI ChatGPT and general bios for their dating profiles and craft tailored and cap captivating messages that resonated on their preferred matches. Of the men who applied AI to their profiles, 37% reported feeling more confident with the opposite sex and 24 said they noticed improvements in their messaging skills. By employing AI to initiate and manage conversations on dating apps, users can experience more positive outcomes and enhanced interaction quality, Salvador Damadia, the co-founder of Attraction Truth, told Insider in an email. And one of the surveys responded asked the Chat GPT version of ChatGPT to write a short dating app bio for Bumble that is funny but to the point. According to screenshots from Attraction Truth Insider Review, the user noted that he is Italian and wanted the bio that includes something with pasta food and a clear call to action. 
and is personalized for someone who loves dancing, who prefers dating over chatting endlessly, and is interested to actually connecting with a person. So, this is what it came up with. If I can turn this around. Here. Alright. The chatbot came up with a short bio that includes phrases like, Trust me, my pasta game is strong, with the Italian flag and red wine emojis in each line. So, to me, I thought that was cheesy as hell. But, I guess they liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I knew it was going there. That's why I just kept going. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and that, just get That's to it. all the better it came up with. Yes. I say, if you can come up and, with better. And, and, and how much money has been put into that technology? Too much. Um, exactly. If you can't come up with better <coughs> taglines and pickup lines than that. Forget it. You don't need to date. You need to work on yourself. Right? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Rob, you got a story you want to get to? Yeah. Yeah, I got a one here. Authorities uh, actually discover a submarine containing containing four tons of cocaine while searching for missing fishermen. Wow. Yeah. A submarine filled with 4,000 kilograms, approximately four and a half tons of cocaine, and piloted by four criminals, was discovered off the Pacific coast of Colombia. Uh -huh. Officials conducting a search mission for two missing fishermen stumbled upon the illicit submarine craft on Wednesday, dubbed the narco sub. <laughs> the underwater vehicle was intercepted by the Colombian Navy and Air Force, as well as Navy of neighboring, neighboring Ecuador. With this seizure, the entry of more than $137 million in the drug trafficking organizations was prevented, as well as the marketing of more than 10 million doses on the street of the world. Cool. Dude, that's a lot of cocaine. <laughs> yeah, yes it is. Wow. Um, I've got and a honestly, I for one am glad to get out of off the street. I am too. I am too. So, um, I never liked cocaine. It do nothing for me. I always told people that did it around me. I'm like, uh, uh, when I when I was a little bit older, and I'd be at a party or something. I go, Are you kidding? Have you seen the headlines? How many people, how many fat people in their mid-40s fucking die from cocaine overdoses? All of them. Get that shit away from me. <laughs> I was never, well, yeah, I was never a drug taker anyhow. Yeah. Back, yeah, back in our 20s and shit when I tried it. Dude, uh -huh. all it did was numb my throat and my nose. That was all it did for me. To me, that sounds like hell. I don't know why well, people enjoy that. What the fuck, man? I, I spent that much money for this. Yeah, that's what I... I'd I be feeling ripped off. Person. 
I would be feeling ripped off, honestly. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, no, it's just, I guess, any time I ever tried it, no, it didn't do shit for me. So I quit trying it. Well, that's a good thing. I mean, you know, you don't try it until you eventually it love didn't it. It take me long. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, um, I've got a little story here that has some new words. There's 300 new words that were brought to actually the Webster Dictionary. But I'm not going to do all 300 of them. I'm just going to bring you a little sample say, size. Uh, do we have enough time tonight for 300? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think we do. So. Yeah, I don't think we do either. No, no. So I'm going to bring you some highlights of it. And I'm going to periodically go through more of them because, like I said, there's 300 new words, which really surprised me. 300 new words in one year? So, okay. So, one is called mid, M-I-D. Adjective, mediocre, unimpressive, or disappointing. And these, okay. are, the, these yeah. are the youngsters. These are the youngsters that are doing these words, okay? This isn't um, Xers. And it's definitely not boomers that coming up with this. We already got our words, you know, so. Yeah, so they have their words here. The ick is the next one. And it's a noun. And it's a sudden feeling of disgust or dislike, often in response to the actions of another person. The phrase popular in dating culture and in TikTok is thought to trace back to the late 1990s TV show, Allie McBeal. The ick is also used as an informal term of an illness especially a cold or a flu now I've heard it uses that before ick it's like oh I got the ick or the crud yeah 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 I've heard it like that before but uh, I've never heard this ick as in like describing like a situation or something like that so basically it looks to me like the ick they kind of took a word that was already being used and made it a more well-rounded all-purpose word does that sound about right yeah. Okay. Next one. Cheat code. Like cheating on something? Cheat code. Noun. A ploy or technique that bypasses traditional methods or rules in order to improve oneself or one's success. The more recent sense of the term is an extension of its use in, in the context of video games in which it refers to a hidden command code, etc., Used to gain an advantage such as by advancing levels or enhancing a character's strength. I used to do that all the time in Diablo. But. Um, I'm not a gamer. Okay. I can't remember what we. I think we called it a cheat code too. I can't believe this is coming back around. I, uh, I uh, pretty much quit playing video games after Atari. Oh, okay. I did get into the a little bit of uh, PlayStation One. Okay. Jet Moto was awesome. Anyway. Cool. All right. Sound. I'm not arguing with you. But that, yeah, I mean that's yeah, video games. Yeah, I mean now you put me in an arcade. It's a different story. Rob, when you make it over here, you're going to love my game. I've got a stand-up game from the 80s. It's the actual, it was the uh, um, Midway World War II game. was the original game. Oh, dude. Well, it's been gutted. 
and it has 230 of the original games like uh, Galaxy, wow. Galaxian, Pac-Man, oh. Galaga, um, we ain't Scramble, get no podcast and Scramble, Dig Dug, all of those things, uh, Centipede, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, Pac-Man Plus, Pac-Man Junior, all of those. And uh, what the guy did was he lived in Belton. His name was Brett. He was an interesting guy. He was kind of a nerdy guy, and I haven't been able to find him for a while now, so I think he might have moved or just quit doing it. But he went around and bought up all these video games, um, probably, I would say, in the 90s when they started disappearing, right? Yeah. Or maybe he found them at auctions or salvage or something. I don't know. Yeah, he, yeah that, that very well could be, too. Okay, he had a basement full of these things. He even had some sit-down ones, too. Um, so what he did was he got these uh, discs that were loaded with the uh, with the classic arcade games, the exact same ones. And he would take yeah. out the disc that was in there, and he would put the disc full of the classic games. And then when you and then what my game that I bought has one original joystick and one new improvised joystick. The original joystick is the one that I use because that's the one I'm used to. It's calibrated like I remember in the '80s. Right. And uh, anyhow, he. Uh, he had a whole bunch of them, and he was selling them, and I actually helped him come up with like a little ad campaign because he really didn't, um, he was like, I don't know what to, I don't know how to advertise these things, and I said, you know, well, I said, the reason I'm here is because nostalgia, I love this stuff. I said, what you got to do is you got to hit nostalgia-wise and say something like, say something like uh, remember going to the Fun Factory when you were young? Remember going there and getting and getting your ass kicked by Pac-Man or getting your ass kicked by Galia? You know, I forgot exactly how it was worded. Imagine doing that at your home now, for a minimal fee, you know, a minimal price to have your own game and then pictures on it. And um, I spoke with him after that, and he said it actually did really good. There's a pickup in sales. And anyhow, he might have moved. I don't know, but he's not there anymore. I lost his number. But anyhow, I have one of these games, and I hope it doesn't go bad, because if it goes bad, I don't know what I'm going to do, because I don't know how to fix it. Right. So anyhow, but you got to come over here and play it. So. Oh, yeah, we'll have some good times. Oh, it, it, it's it, a boring night, raining, I don't know, cold. Turn that thing on and just start ripping on some Pac-Man or Galligan. I mean, it's just great. Fun times. So, and no quarters. Yep. You don't have to come up with three thousand quarters. So. Oh, awesome! Because I use all my quarters for laundry now. Okay, well you you can still use them for laundry because <laughs> this game is free. <laughs> now I thought about making it a quarter game and just seeing how much money I could save up, and then like I don't know, um, buying the grandkids a bunch of stuff with it or something. But I I, I was like, yeah, you know. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Nah, I was like, nah. I, I don't want people to come over and pay for a video game. I got thinking about it. And I'm like, eh. All right. Range anxiety is the next word. It's a noun. The apprehension uh, or fear of an electric vehicle's battery will run out of power <laughs> before reaching one's intended destination or a charging station. <laughs> I am not even touching this one. That is a not framer. Not even touching this Rob, that is a framer. Range anxiety. Oh my oh, God! I love that. Bravo! Whoever came up with that. And, and, and this hit the dictionary. <laughs> yes, it is an actual word in Webster. 
Whoever uh, came up with that is genius. <laughs> Next one. Skip lagging. Like skipping and lagging. Skip lagging. It's a noun. The practice okay. of purchasing an air ticket for a flight with a layover that one's true destination, getting off at the layover point and skipping the last leg of the flight. A workaround to avoid paying a higher fare for a direct flight to one's destination. The verb uh, form is skip lag, a compound of skip to jump over or pass over and lag, an instant of staying behind. I didn't know you could do that. I may have to start looking. So, in other words... I've never been on a plane. I definitely would not know this. Okay. <laughs> Man, I, I think that's a great idea. I'm going to start looking into that. I mean, like, let's say I was going to Florida, right, for a vacation. And um, um, the, uh, the flight ends up in, I don't know, Charlotte. But the flight goes through Florida because it's cheaper, right? You can see that. You know, because they didn't get it filled up or whatever, so they want to get as many people on that flight there. And then, you know, the last leg, you go to Charlotte. You never want to go to Charlotte. You want to go to Florida. So you book that because it's cheaper, and then you just take off in Florida, and you don't get on the plane to Charlotte. See what I'm saying? Or stay on the plane or whatever. Yeah. The only thing is, is how they do the luggage. Do you, You'd have to take a carry-on bag. See what I mean? Because yeah. when you, when you check point. in your luggage at KCI and you're supposed to be your destination is supposed to be Charlotte, you don't see that luggage again till Charlotte, right? Right. They, they must be talking about carrying carry-on bags because the other way it wouldn't work. You know, you'd be you'd be there and no luggage. Uh, so, um, the next one, pretty privilege. It's a noun. An unearthed and mostly unacknowledged uh, societal advantage that a person has by fitting into a beauty standards of their culture. Pretty privilege uses the same construction as white privilege and similar terms. Okay. Never heard that one before, but okay. Um, Barbie core. Down. An aesthetic or style feature in playful pink outfits, accessories, decor, etc. Celebrating and modeled on the wardrobe of the Barbie doll. We're likely still fully within the trend of using core to form names for niche aesthetics such as cottage core and norm core. So, okay. Alright. Um, okay, and um, slow fashion is the next one. It's a noun. A movement among clothing producers and consumers that emphasizes eco-friendly, well-made clothing, maintenance and repair of garments to extend their lifespan, and a general reduction of one's consumption of new clothing items. The term is used in contrast with fast fashion. The fast slow framing is perhaps the best known for its use in the distinction between fast food and slow food, but will likely continue to be applied in other contexts where there is interest in sustainable practices. And finally, I think this is finally the last one. Yes, it is. Bechdel test. B-E-C-H-D-E-L. Bechdel test. Noun. A test of gender stereotyping and inequality in fiction, having a number of variations and used especially with movies based on whether the work includes at least two fairly important female characters who talk to each other about something besides a man. The first recorded uses of the term Bechdel test came from between 2005 and 2010 
but the concept was introduced by cartoonist Allison Betchel in 1985 comic strip. And there is one more here. And I, you know what, I'm not even going to get into it. It's, I don't know why they're using it now. It's called prebiotic. It's a substance that contains in dietary fiber that stimulates the growth or activity of beneficial bacteria in the gastrointestinal tract. That's been around forever, and I don't know why that word wormed its way into it. I mean, shouldn't it have... Yeah, yeah, I don't either. I don't see that either. I know there's probiotic, but I thought there was also prebiotic, so I don't know. Who knows? Anyhow, all yeah, right, man. Yeah, I, I thought there was, too. Yeah, I think there was. I don't know why they put that in there. And then there's another one. Tommy John surgery is talking to the unilateral surgery, but we already know that. Tommy John surgery has been going on for 30 years. So I don't know why that was in there either, but oh well. Anyhow, this uh, will conclude our podcast. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Um, I, I've got some more emails. Hopefully, I'm going to get to this weekend. Sound good? Yeah, sounds great. I love hearing from everybody. I love hearing from our assholes. Yep. Yep, and uh, Opal is still listening. Oh, love you, Opal. And he did say his name. In the first one, he said it's Jimmy, but he told us in the first email. Okay. So I didn't. I didn't oh, remember. Hi, Jimmy. Thank you. Hi, Jimmy. Thank you. And hi, Opal. We love you. Thanks for listening. Yes, You're a fantastic we do. woman. So. Anyhow, that needed to be said because I actually got to that email last night. It was the one next to the one, the last one that I downloaded, and I was like, oh, shit, I missed this one. So, anyhow, there you go. Oh, dude, yeah, that'd been a good one to end on. But that, that's good. That's cool. Well, that's basically, cool. he said, yeah, my name's Jimmy. I gave that to you on the first one, but, you you know, you, you've forgotten it, of course. Right. Next one, you know. Yeah, yeah. But he still downloads it for his mom, and actually I have a couple other people listen to it, too, in it, Dodge City area. his mom? Uh, no, his grandma, I'm sorry. His grandma, yeah, see, I thought it was his grandma. I, I, mis, I misspoke. It's his grandma. It's his grandma, he's a grandson, and he downloads it for her, and there's actually a couple other people listen to it as well in Dodge City. So thank you, Dodge City. Oh, that is awesome. Thank you, Dodge City. So there's four people around Dodge City we know of that listen. So thank you. All righty. Everybody have a good night. Did, did, did you ever take it be like this, Mark? No. No, not at all. And as a matter of fact, we got to do this. I did not either. we got to do another State of the Douchebags and go over our top markets and thank them soon. Yes. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yep. And thank you, Des Moines. Thank you. And, uh... And, uh, shit, what's his name? The guy that's giving me all this shit. He hasn't sent me anything new, so... Maybe he's happy now. We've been sending out some podcasts. So, uh, Blake. Blake. It was Blake. Yeah, Blake from Des Moines. I didn't hear from you, so I assume you're happy now. So... And that doesn't mean clog up my email with a bunch of shit. Okay? (laughs) Anyhow, thank you guys for listening. Have a great night. Hey, that's between you and Blake. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, he's a good guy. He just loves the show. He got a little frustrated because I think he thought we quit it. I think he thought we quit the show, but I guess he wasn't listening. No, we didn't. no we're, Mark went on a week cruise. I thought I talked it. I thought I talked about it enough to where people would. You know. did. Okay. We yeah, we talked about it before. 
the feeling I got was rereading them all is is he thought we quit. And well, like, you well you also mentioned you, we were going to try to get it up and going, but it didn't. Oh, work. that's right. He probably was under the assumption that we could get it going, but we couldn't. We tried several times, and it just would logistically it would not work. So anyhow, all right. Um, all right, and also we did a bonus podcast anyhow when you were sick. We yeah. actually did two the next day, so we're working hard for you. So anyhow, everybody have a good night. Good night, assholes. Good night, assholes. Where'd go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.